Welcome to the weekly podcast, Stand Strong. I'm Paul White. And I'm Noah Dieselkamp. Together, we look to God's Word to find energy and encouragement to fuel our faith. When our trust in Jesus is firm, we'll be amazed what God can do and accomplish in our lives. So let's turn to the wisdom in God's Word, a true and trusted source that is going to help us stand strong. Let's dig in. Well, it's hard to believe it is Monday again. Noah, you and I are here in the studio. We're doing podcasts. We're in this season on the season on discipleship, and we've been talking about disciples in the family. And so I'm glad today that we have the opportunity to talk about the family again. Specifically today, we're trying to bring the kids into this. So moms and dads, if you're listening today, we surely want you to get the kids, kiddos around maybe the dinner table or maybe after a meal you've shared together, sit down, listen to this together as a family. So we've already talked about the dads, Noah, and we've talked about the moms and the dads. So the parents' responsibility now the family's just not the family if you don't have the kiddos. And so <laughs> we wanted to talk to the kids. And, you know, no, I get excited about kids. And when I get to talk to kids, kids that are like five and six and seven years old, all the way up to 12 and 13, preteens, just good, good kids coming from good mm-hmm. families. And boy, don't we have a lot of them here at Cedar Park. <laughs> we we definitely do. And I'm thankful for that because I see so often in these kids and you kids who are listening, I see so often the the heart that Jesus describes that he wants in his children, that he wants in his uh, his servants and his disciples. And so we've got a lot to learn from kids. And today we want to share some things with children, with kids, um, about their relationship with their parents and their relationship with God and and how that plays out. So I'm really excited about that. And, you know, some of our older kids, if you're listening right now, you may be thinking, "Okay, I know what's coming. I I know what's coming. You're going to you're going to pull out uh, Ephesians six, because I know my older my older son, uh, Cohen, he's turning five this year. And Ephesians six one is is one of his memory verses. Right. Ephesians six one children obey your parents in the Lord for this is right. There are some really clear passages that we can go to, very obvious passages, we could say, um, that we can go to and should go to, to learn about the parent, the child's relationship with the parents. Right. 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 Uh, Colossians 3, children, obey your parents in everything for this pleases the Lord. That's verse 20 there. Those are very similar verses, but they, they end slightly differently, don't they, Paul? Yeah, they do. You know, the Ephesians 6, verse 1, when it talks about obeying, says this is right. This is right. And the Colossians 3.20 says, this pleases the Lord. The two obvious things, Noah, the reason we, so that kids aren't listening and saying, well, that's what I would expect from two preachers talking (laughs) together. But we're just trying to present what the Lord says. And Mm -hmm. what the Lord says in Ephesians 6, he says again in Colossians chapter 3, this is what is right. This is what pleases me. So that's all we want to do. We talk to dads about what pleases the Lord. We Mm -hmm. talked about moms and dads as parenting what honors the Lord, what pleases the Lord. Same thing we want to do with the kids. We're just trying to talk about what pleases the Lord. And clearly, he tells us what pleases him is children that both obey and honor their parents. That's right. That's right. And we see that in the New Testament and the Old Testament. 
honor your father and mother. This is, as Paul puts it in Ephesians 6, this is the first commandment with a promise, Mm -hmm. right? And so even though I think we know these things, these you who are listening to this, you've heard these passages. You may have learned them in your Bible classes or with, you know, Bible time with your parents at home. You know these verses or you know verses like Proverbs 15. A fool despises his father's instruction, but whoever heeds reproof, that is, heeds correction, listens to advice and correction, is Prudent. That's a fancy word, isn't it? <laughs> Ooh, prudent. What it's is prudent? prudent? Man, if you're like 10 years old, tell me what prudent means. It's wise. Wise. That's yes. exactly right. So Proverbs 15, 5, we, we could go to that. Or Proverbs 12, 1. We, we see these verses that say listening to instruction. That's important. That's what makes you wise. And if you refuse to listen to it, then that means maybe maybe you've got some growing to do, some wisdom that you still have to, have to get. But I want to share something from Proverbs that I don't think we go to quite as much when talking to children. But I think I think knowing the children here at Cedar Park and knowing their hearts, I think that they'll they'll understand this. In Proverbs chapter three, the the writer of Proverbs addresses their son and says, My son, do not forget my teaching, but let your heart keep my commandments for length of days and years of life and peace they will add to you. Uh So there's this encouragement. Listen to my advice. I'm trying to help you. Right. Right. I'm trying to help you. But notice just a few verses later, if you've got your Bibles open, Proverbs 3, in the first seven verses here, just a few verses after that, the parent says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make straight your paths. Be not wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and turn away from evil. And I love that the author of Proverbs gets to that so quickly because he's saying, listen to my advice. I'm trying to help you. And the first thing that he tells his children and the first thing I want these kids to hear is the best thing you can do is trust the Lord. Mm -hmm. Trust the Lord and follow his paths. And that means that we need to listen to things like Colossians 3 and Ephesians chapter 6 and Proverbs 15. But ultimately, what that really means for us is that we're trusting God. Right, right, right. It's moms and dads. I mean, we're talking to kids here that have good moms and dads. It doesn't mean they get it right. I didn't get it right all the time. But these are moms and dads who are trying to instruct and impart what the word of the Lord is to their kids. Mm -hmm. The wisdom of the Lord they're trying to share with their kids. That's why they open the Bible and read it with their kids. And so back to where we started with the Ephesians 6, he says, obey, children, obey your parents in the Lord. See, the in the Lord language is important. It's it's, I'm, I'm being obedient to my mom and my dad because my mom and dad are trying to lead me and instruct me and guide me in the ways that honor the Lord. So in listening to mom and dad and obeying mom and dad's instructions, that's honoring to the Lord. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, they're imparting to you what, what the Lord wants you to know and learn in a very early, early age. I, I love that. No, there's also a difference. You know, he talks about obey, but he also talks about honor. I think we get the obey. Mm-hmm. But the honor is just as important. And I know that honor side of Ephesians 6, it, that's a very big principle. But I, wanna, I want to simplify that just for today. When I talk to the kids, just to encourage the kids, w- w- when we honor our parents, when you honor your parents, you show them respect. 
Let me explain what I mean. I think it's possible for kids to obey mom and dad, but not be respectful mm-hmm. of what mom and dad are asking them to do. Let me illustrate. If mom and dad says, okay, today I need you to clean your room. Well, you finally end up going and cleaning your room, but you complain and you graph the whole way, or you you demonstrate an attitude that says, look, I don't really want to be doing this, but I don't want to get punished for not doing it. Right. So you, right action, but wrong attitude. And that doesn't please the Lord. Yeah. So he talks about obedience and he talks about honor, showing respect for a reason. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and I think it's important that where our heart in this is so important, where our heart is in doing these things is so important. And I'm thinking about some of the kids that might be listening to this right now. And some of you might be going, hey, you know, you might not think of it in these terms, but you might be thinking, I've been sitting here for nine minutes almost. And <laughs> uh, all I'm hearing is my two preachers prattle on about how I need to obey my parents. Well, one thing I want you to think about, no matter how old you are, whether you're, you know, five, six, seven, or, you know, 11, 12, 13, uh, or even older than that, is we're trying to encourage you in your in your relationship with your parents. You love your parents, and you should love your parents. But your parents love you. Yes. And that's why they parent you the way that they do. And they're doing that not only out of the fact that they love you, but that because they love God and they want to do what their father, their heavenly father, has told them to do. In Deuteronomy chapter 6, Moses writes, Hero Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. And then he goes on to, to say the, the greatest command, as Jesus references it in the New Testament, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your might. And then he instructs the people of Israel. He teaches the people of Israel they need to keep the words of God close to them. And in verse 7, he says, you shall teach them diligently to your children and shall talk of them when you sit down in your house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down, when you rise up. Here's what I'm trying to communicate. Your parents teach you these things because that is important to them and it's important to God. When they instruct you like this, they do that because they they are trying to please their heavenly father. Yes, that's great. You know, maybe maybe what's happening today is the family, mom and dad got the kids together after supper time. So maybe you just finished eating a meal. But if you didn't just finish eating a meal and you're listening to this together as a family, uh, you will eat at some point today. I promise you that (laughs) that you will eat, kids. And that's because your mom and dad love you. They provide food for you as an expression of their love and care for you. Mm -hmm. Uh, So you're eating today because your parents love you. Your dad works hard. Mm-hmm. Your mom works hard to take care of you so you have food to eat. Well, Jesus said this, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. So just as they're providing for you physical food, more importantly, God expects your mom and dad as an expression or a token of their love for you to provide for you spiritual nourishment. Mm-hmm. And again, that's that's proof of their love. That, that they do that. And it's a, it, it takes time. We, we grow slowly. We learn. We get it right for a while. And sometimes we mess up. I remember as a kid and I remember my kids. 
they had the days they're like, uh, I didn't do so well. Yeah. But these are kids that care about learning and growing. And these are certainly moms and dad that's, that dads that want to instruct. Yeah, absolutely. And what we can see there is when, when moms and dads are doing what they, what God wants them to do and children are doing what God wants them to do, mistakes are still going to be made. Uh, you know, kids are going to mess up. Parents are going to mess up. But when everyone is is wanting to do what God has asked them and commanded them to do, we see the home become a beautiful place. And I think that that is a really, uh, it's an encouraging thing. It's a happy thing to think about, right. that the home can be a place where people are looking to serve one another, to honor one another to respect one another, and to treat one another with love. And I want to go in that direction because I'm looking at our time and I'm thinking of our audience. And I know that right now, if, if I'm going to speak in my son's terms, we're about halfway through a Paw Patrol episode right now. <laughs> Paw Patrol, guys, on the podcast. <laughs> That's awesome. So, uh, you know, I, I want us to take the other part of this episode to talk about that idea of love in the home. Yes. Because... We've already said multiple times, you know, kids, your parents love you. Right. That's why they teach you these things. That's why they talk about God. It's because they love you. And it's our responsibility, not only as parents, but also as children to love our parents. So, Paul, I want us to talk some about what it looks like to love in the home, to love one another in the home, because that umbrella of love <laughs> if you want to put it that way, there's a lot that hangs on that. There's a lot of details of day-to-day -day life. You know, we all get frustrated sometimes. We all get annoyed with our siblings or our parents, or we don't understand why we have to do this or that. We all, we all understand those feelings. Love covers a multitude of sins. Love, love helps in all of these areas. So let's talk some about what love in the home looks like. Yes, 1 Corinthians 13 is a great place to go, uh, about verses 4 through 8. And maybe mom and dad, after this podcast or at some point, kids, you can do it on your own. If you can read, find 1 Corinthians 13 and read verses 4, 5, 6, 7, and a little bit of 8 there. One of the things that we find out about love, how it acts, how it does not act. One of the things he says to us is love does not behave rudely. Mm -hmm. Love is not rude. Well, when you think about rude behavior or rude speech, you know, again, kids, how you speak to mom and dad matters. How you speak to each other matters. How you treat one another. I mean, love is not rude. It would be very rude, you know, to get the last piece of chicken on the table, you know, <laughs> if somebody hasn't eaten. I mean, yeah. there, there's, there's rude behavior that has to be addressed. And has to be confronted. Why? Because that's the loving thing to do mm -hmm. is to correct it when it needs to be corrected, to be aware of it and try not to behave in a way that is rude. Mm -hmm. I mean, just how we speak to each other. Uh, don't ignore people when they're talking to you. Don't walk away from people when they're trying to talk to you. I mean, it, help, something as simple as helping around the house. Yeah. I mean, watching mom and dad do all the work. Mm -hmm. hey, that's kind of rude beyond a lot of other things, <laughs> but just some positive things to think about. Love's yeah. not rude. Yeah, absolutely. You know, in that same passage, Paul writes that love is patient 
And he also says that it's not irritable or resentful. Hmm. You know, kids that are listening to this, I want you to recognize something. I know that I seem really old to you because I'm married and I have two kids. He is old, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, if you're in that, uh, if you're in the older age range, you know, if you're looking at you're 11, 12, 13, 14, that kind of thing. I'm actually probably closer in age to you than I am to your parents. And that probably seems weird to you. Uh, it certainly seems weird to me. But I, I let you know that to say, I remember very, very clearly what it was like to live in a house full of kids. I, I was the youngest of five. And when I see things like love is patient, it's not irritable, it's not resentful, you know, I've been there where I'm snapping at my brothers and my sisters and they're snapping back and we're, there's no patience there. There's a lot of irritability and there's a lot of I'm right and you're wrong. And I want my way, which is another thing in this context. I want my way. I want to play with that toy. I want time on the computer. I want, I want, I want, I want. And that is a lack of patience just lived out. And the good news is, in Christ, as you grow, those things will happen less and less frequently, and you will grow to love one another more and more. Mm -hmm. But in the moment, that's really hard. Yes, It doesn't matter how old you are. It doesn't matter how young you are. Those kind of interactions are hard. And the only solution is not to fix the other person, but to look at yourself and say, I choose love. Yes. Yes. That's a great thought to have. Let me share something before the time gets away as the old guy in the room. So the mm -hmm. kid, kids that are listening to me, and they've known me for a while, I'm the Mr. Paul old guy in the room. <laughs> but what they know about me is I've already raised three kids. Yeah. My kids are grown. They're adults. Uh, two of them are married. One of the things I want to share with the kids, and we got, like we said, we got great kids here, great moms and dad, great kids. One of the things I have told people, the way that my kids still honor me, even though they're grown and out of the house, is by the way they love each other and treat each other. Mm -hmm. So kids, I'm saying this to you in an encouraging way. One of the best ways that you can honor your mom and dad is by treating your brother and sister in a way that's loving. Show care and concern. You know, don't fight and fuss. I, I know you're going to have disagreements and I know you're going to have bad days, but love each other. Just take care of each other, love each other, treat each other the right way. And when mom and dad see, you know, brothers and sisters that are loving each other, that gives us so much joy. Yeah. There's fewer ways that you can honor the Lord and honor your mom and dad than than just loving your brothers and sisters. Yeah. Amen to that. Um, I am just now getting to that point in life where I can look at my two boys, and especially with Cohen and Ellis. Ellis is just now getting to that age, but Cohen is fully capable of loving his brother. Mm -hmm. And the moments that he decides to show that, to demonstrate that love, it is one of the most precious things in my heart. It is. It brings me so much joy. And I know that it brings our Father joy Amen. as well. Amen. Amen. Yes. One more thing from 1 Corinthians 13, and I want to—I just want to leave this thought with the kiddos um, that are listening right now. It says in 1 Corinthians 13, love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, and endures all things. 
And we could we could sit on all four of those ideas for a long time, but I, I want us to think about the idea of this of bearing all things, enduring all things. Your childhood, you're going to experience things that are really, really fun. You're going to experience things that are really, really sad. Mm-hmm. There's going to be times where you really enjoy your parents, and there's going to be times where you're really frustrated with your parents. That's just part of growing up. Love endures that. Love works through all of that. And so I can tell you now as a young parent, you you kids know my kids. (laughs) And I love my kids, but I can tell you that in five years, there's going to be a whole lot of decisions I wish I'd made differently. I'm going to make mistakes. And I hope that my kids are patient in their love with me. And I encourage you kids, you look around right now, your parents, if, if they're having you listen to this, they're trying to spend time with you in this kind of a way, appreciate what they're doing for you. They love you and they're going to make their mistakes, but your love for them can endure through those mistakes and it ought to. Yeah. Well, no, before we end this podcast, I, I'd like for us to just commit everything we've talked about today and really this, this three-parter on the family. Commit all these things to God, the God who, who loves us perfectly, the God who disciplines us perfectly, the God of great power and mercy. Just talk to our Heavenly Father about our families. Would you pray for us? Absolutely. Our Heavenly Father, we come to you so thankful that we have your word to look at, to study, to understand, and that it reveals things about you to us, that it reveals that you are our creator, that you are our God, but also that you are our father and you have adopted us as your children, that you want us to be part of your family. And we see that great love that you have for us. And we pray that we can, we can bring that into our families um, as parents, as children, that we can bring your love into our relationships with one another and that we can show one another what it is like to be loved by God. We're so thankful that you designed the family, that you gave us moms and dads and children, and that we can all work side by side to please you and to serve one another. We pray that you work on our hearts, that you humble us in order to serve you. We love you so much, and it's in your son's name that we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, no, okay, so Lord willing, Uh, We're going to start to wrap this season up or wrap it up uh, in a week next week. Where are we going next week in this season four? Yeah, so next week we're going to wrap up. We're going to try to wrap up the whole season on 21st Century Discipleship. We've been going at this for somewhere around 15, 16 episodes now. And so next week we're going to talk about disciples and the church and I think this is a really good place for us to end. We've talked about different personal issues and and different ways that disciples should be handling parts of their lives and how all of that means we're following Jesus. Well, as a church, what are we? We're a group of disciples working together to follow our King, to follow our Savior. And so that seems like a really natural place to end this, this discussion If we're following Jesus together, then we're following him as his church. And that's where we're going to be going next week. What does it mean to be the church of 
Jesus the Christ. Yeah, I think that's going to be a good discussion, especially since we just finished talking about the family unit. Unit. I mean, as goes the home, so goes the church. Yes. Relationships in the home, relationship in the church, the importance of the local church and how we fit in that and God's plan. Looking forward to that next week. Noah, really glad that we're going to get to talk about that. Thank you again today to families and moms and dads and who you are and kiddos. We just love you and keep being who you are and doing what you do. We just want everything that we do to honor God. We want as a family unit and also as a church, disciples of Jesus, we want to follow Jesus and just continue to stand strong. Thanks for joining us in God's Word today. We hope you'll continue to join us each week as we consider how to deepen our faith in God. Here's some good news today and even this week. With God as our foundation, we know that we can stand strong.